Save the King. Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I am your host, Anne Griffith, and I am delighted that Russell Myers, Mirror Royal Editor, is back with us again this week. I mean, who are you? I haven't seen you in weeks. How are you? Is actually a better, <laughs> more pertinent question. It's who lovely to have you back. Thank you. Who am I? Where am I? So many questions. I, I'm very well. It's lovely to be back. I am raring to go. Um, what have you told the listeners? You said I was having my back straightened out or something. Yeah, after that, after you had to sit on the stool for that uh, Westlife style recording <laughs> with Zoe <laughs> just before the coronation. Well, yeah. also that you had to just lie down in a darkened room after the madness of coronation weekend because we, we've, we've not had a chance to catch up since then. So, I mean, the first thing to say to you is huge congratulations on West Ham picking yes. up an actual trophy I so know. you know uh, ignite of our, european uh, I'm, glory i'm sure this uh this news has spread far and wide for our international listeners but the team that i support are not used to glory i think it was about 50 years okay. since they last won a trophy so i'm super happy unfortunately i didn't get over to prague where the final was uh but you know i did watch it i am fully refreshed and recharged Yes, and I must say, after the coronation, I was pretty beat up. It was um, it was a relentless schedule, and I'm really proud of the work that we did across everything: the podcast, the paper, all of our online coverage. It was absolutely first rate, and thank you to everybody who sent in their messages saying that they had followed everything, because uh, you know, it was a bit of a whirlwind at times. Um, but yeah, I did take some time off. You know, I've got a bit of a dodgy back. I'm trying to straighten that out. I'm sadly not six foot five like I thought I would be after this therapy, but I'm feeling I'm feeling refreshed. The sun is out and there is still a lot to talk about because there's been, you know, we are in a new area, a new era rather. There is a new dawn upon us. And Absolutely. there's certainly been a lot of um of chatter and things happening, especially I suppose with the with the big the big one coming up this weekend, which is the trooping yeah. the colour. Before we get into all of mm. the goings on, a bit of you know, trooping the colour, all of the events that have been going on already this week, and a bit of a look ahead to next week as well. So much to talk about, but I just wanted to get now the whirlwind has stopped, and this is I mean, this is probably the last person who I need to get on and say, what are your memories of the coronation? What are the things that you will um, not just like? Oh my goodness, it was hard work, and I didn't sleep for three days because that covers a lot of your time covering the royal beat. But you know, this massive historic weekend thing that we you know most you and I had certainly never seen before and most people had never seen before what are your sort of takeaway memories of it and how did you feel about it afterwards and the sort of significance I guess well I yeah I suppose I should have I've had a lot of time to digest it and um think about it because if I would joined you straight after I think it was still such a high the adrenaline was running you know, it was it was the magnitude of what had happened. It certainly felt very different to the Queen's funeral, and that might be sort of a you know an obvious point to make. However, the Queen's funeral felt as though we were really in the the centre of the biggest story ever, and this was so historic. The Queen had been on the throne; she was revered around the world. Not only was sort of an outpouring of emotion where we had people queuing up for days to pay their respects, all the world leaders coming over, um, the magnitude of what would then happen because we were going to enter this whole new era. Nobody knew what that would mean for obviously for Charles and the rest of the family, but the royal family um, overall. 
but this felt very different. It felt as though, okay, well, we've got used to this guy and he's going to be the king. And you know, there is more of a dissenting voice being heard at the moment. I think that that will shape his, um, certainly a part of his reign, because I, th- I think that people are more willing to be vocal against the monarchy. It might not be, it might be small voices at the moment, but they are certainly growing. And I think that the royal family will need to take heed of that. But for the day and the weekend, I suppose, I mean, listen, I was lucky enough to be inside Westminster Abbey, a huge, huge privilege, just as it was for the funeral. Um, Zorba the Greek was, I mean, insane, that sort of moment of that Do you mean Zorba the Greek or do you mean Zadok the Priest? Zadok the Priest. Why did I? Do you know what? (laughs) I got married in Greece. (laughs) I got married in Greece. That's why I'm saying Zorba the Greek is when... uh, just before people smashed plates at my wedding. We're not green, yeah, but we did it, we did it in a wedding. Anyway, I digest. I'm pretty sure there's Zadok been an amazing the strictly routine to that too. There was some nice Charleston music. But anyway. Right. So they the, the priest was immense. And you know, I have watched it dozens of times back on YouTube. And I just can't believe that we were there because that's the sort of thing that will go down in history. And yeah, the crowning. I think we will never see that again. That's what I kept thinking throughout that whole ceremony. This is the last time this is going to happen because there is no way William is going to go through all these outfit changes and all the gold and the swords and you know, all these regalia on show. There is no chance that is going to happen, whether it's... Why not? I just think he is a very different person. And even though he respects the... Um, the history of it all and what what it means. I think he is a very modern man and he wants to be a modern king. And I can't see him doing that, whether it's a 40 odd, 50 odd, 60, whatever. He will not hit the world is going, the world is moving at such a rapid pace. I think that a lot of people watching that, if you weren't interested in the roles, you would switch off. It was t- still too long. It was, what was it? Maybe two hours, hour and a half. Two hours. Down from the three or three hours, twenty minutes three hours, twenty minutes from when the late queen had her coronation. But there was a lot of faff. There was a lot of these swords and there was a lot of the regalia, changing outfits. Uh a lot of the ceremony I think will be cut down. Um and maybe it will some of that will will, will end up being in private and there will be some sort of smaller ceremony. I mean, you look at William not wanting for the moment at least, a ceremony for his Prince of Wales title. Um, that was a big deal in Charles's day, and William is going to forego that. Probably a good decision because there's a bit of dissent about the fact that he'd just been anointed as the new Prince of Wales in Wales. And again, those voices may have been small, may have been in pockets, but they certainly uh, may grow louder over the next few years. So again, huge privilege. Um, I I took away from the fact that I think that we're going to have to see a, a totally different monarchy, aren't we? We've had the business of Andrew leaving in disgrace, Harry and Meghan choosing to leave the institution, that still being a big issue across the pond for whether Harry will ever have a, a part in this family. Um, and there's a lot less of them. I mean, fair play to Prince Anne. I like the interview she gave in that week of the coronation where she was sort of saying, you know, we talk about slim-down monarchy, there's not a lot of us left. And in order to do the duty, the job properly, 
in order to buy the flag for Britain as they uh, as they do at home and abroad, then you kind of need a business to run with, with with quite a few characters. And there's not there's not really a lot left now, is there? Well, well, that was a big uh, chunky bit of things, and I've got lots of thoughts whirring around my brain. And I think we should definitely uh, revisit that sort of notion of. Um, you know Prince William and what his his future coronation might be. Listeners, I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts in terms of like, you know, which bits of that coronation ceremony would you keep and which would you get rid of, and do you think it could possibly be the same? I'll try and post a um, question up on our Instagram stories as well. We might even do an actual like survey type thing to get some proper thoughts that we can feed into a future episode. Um, but let's move on to like more current things. I mean, current the coronation, Russell, is so last month now. It feels oh gosh, yeah. Fast. But we've got another one of those big, like one of the big regular pomp and circumstance and soldiers and horses and music and all of that kind of thing. We're trooping the colour this weekend. So that um be the, another one of those milestones of the first one without the Queen. It's Charles's first um first official celebration of his birthday if you like so he's still sticking with that I'm going to have two birthdays thing I think there's some suggestion William might not given he's a summer birthday boy and uh, just can do it all uh, all in one go but um, it will be a little bit different uh, one of the differences that I really like so the royal family posted on their Instagram this morning apparently it's the first time um, there is a mare who is a drum horse and the drum horses are those fantastic shire horses with the enormous drums and they mainly just seem totally unbothered when they've got a bloke in full or probably sometimes a woman maybe um you know sitting up on the top just going bam 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 bashing away on these enormous <laughs> drums as they sorry that's that's a direct that's one of the things I do with my little baby with a nice nice uh, piece of a uh, nice story that we read with some drumming in so we go bam 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 um <laughs> technical term yeah. so is yeah it's the drum horse. Is this is juno this is juno, juno drum, introducing juno, juno officially named by the queen at a special ceremony at clarence house juno is the first mayor to be a drum horse in the household cavalry juno is set to formally pass out of training at the king's birthday parade this weekend where she will carry the rank of major i also love the fact that drum horses get ranks i think this is brilliant so you know they they mainly are totally unbothered they just leave the lead the procession lead the the um the bands walking through and and that's all fine so yeah big trooping the color situation uh ding ding weather update we really need to get ask a lovely producer dan to make us some uh some noises for when we do the weather but it is baking hot here and at the review last weekend there was quite a lot of fainting of the soldiers understandably in their massive bearskin hats and fat tunics there and all was. this there's about four four soldiers who passed out. I mean, no no doubt because they're wearing the big bearskin hats of full uniform. Well, I, I you know you're just talking about William whether he will s- sort of forego the two birthday things. Maybe it makes sense because it's a June birthday, isn't he? But this is one of the traditions. You talk about getting rid of traditions uh, throughout the whole coronation. This is one of the traditions that I certainly hope we don't lose because it's been going for how many years? This is a quiz question. Don't know. 260 that's a lot years this has been going i mean you know let's let's talk about some fun facts 1400 parading soldiers 200 horses 400 musicians uh i mean this is something that the world 
looks at. And I think that we've had an awful lot of pomp and pageantry over the last couple of years, haven't we? We've had the last Trooping the Colour, the whole uh, last late Queen's Platinum Jubilee, then obviously uh, Her Majesty's passing, then the coronation. We have had it jam-packed. So let's hope it's a, a, a new beginning, as it were, because there are a lot of firsts. Now, do you want to play a quiz and we'll see how many firsts you can get? What first no. do you reckon we've got? You just, you just tell me the news, Russell. I don't like quizzes. <laughs> hey, Not gonna... on a Thursday morning. Okay. Okay. Well, either well, one of the most obvious ones is they're going to be a brand new anthem. Of course, this is the first time Trooping the Colour will have God Save the King. We've heard it quite a lot over the last few weeks. Weeks we had the FA Cup final. We've had uh, some other notable sporting events. Of course, we had it at the coronation. So that's going to happen. Big change is that the monarch is going to be on horseback. And this is pretty big deal because the Queen uh, didn't ride on horseback for about, gosh, I think about 30 years. So we have Charles, who is going to be on horseback, joining the military parade, riding uh, on a horse for the first occasion. Here we go. It's the first time since 1986 a reigning monarch has ridden in place. Um, Burmese was the late Queen's favourite steed for trooping and ceremonial occasions and uh, then was put into retirement. So that was the last time she did it and the last time we've seen it. Charles hasn't ridden in um, trooping as the as the sovereign because he wasn't, but he was the Prince of Wales, but he used to ride in his mum's parade. He did, and he has represented the Queen, of course, at Trooping over several years. Now, we've also got Prince Edward, who's going to be joining the procession for the first time. He's going to be riding alongside the King and his uh, and his siblings. No doubt we will have Princess Anne on horse, which she so expertly did as um, gold stick in waiting during the coronation. I can't imagine we're going to see Prince Andrew on a horse. There is no confirmation yet of what role he has to play. Of course, we had... We saw him pop up at the coronation wearing his garter regalia, which caused a bit of a stalk as Buckingham Palace had, well, denied, said that he was going to have no role in the coronation. And then when he pitched up wearing all his uh, his garms, it was more than a few raised eyebrows. So will he be seen? Will he be on the balcony? I don't know. I don't think we'll see him on the balcony. We, we may see him at the event because um, yeah, he still... He still feels he has a part to play but let's come on to that later now we have also i like this which we saw at the um at the practice where all the soldiers were fainting or not all of them just a few a few of them unfortunately but the epaulets on the side of the uniforms they're still carrying the er um cipher but some of them were having a new pin alongside it so if you watch out the eagle-eyed of you among us will see two epaulets or two ciphers on the epaulette, the ER and the CR, and uh, both of them are going to be worn on the uniforms because you can imagine the sort of cost that it entails of getting all these uniforms sort of um, remade. So they're just using a new pin. So, you know, thrifty king strikes again. It's some, I mean, something like that. I mean, it's probably still made of gold and <laughs> still costs an awful lot of money. But new music we're going to have this year. It's the Welsh Guards' um, turn to lead the procession. Obviously, the King was Colonel of the Welsh Guards for more than 50 years. Prince of Wales is now Colonel of the, of the Welsh Guards when, uh, when Charles uh, took the top job. And um, 
And again, yeah, they are going to be sort of uh, leading the composition, I suppose. And then we've uh, we've got the change of anthem right at the end. And on the plus side, given that the weather appears to be set fair, there should be a better chance of a f- whatever the full fly past is going to be to have not just helicopters, which was what we had. I at the know coronation. that was a bit of a letdown at the uh, at the coronation. I was glad that we got we got something at least. I mean, it wasn't a total washout, but yeah, it, you just think back to how perfect and amazing the um, the late Queen's Jubilee, Platinum Jubilee was. But there was a fact that the last three monarchs have it's rained on their coronation day oh, so literally rained on their parade maybe it it's were. a good maybe it's a good omen um and just lastly two two new roles because kate is became colonel of the welsh uh, sorry the irish guards which was a position previously held by william and um camilla is also got a new role as well as she was colonel of the grenadier guards so i can't imagine we're going to see them in uniform or on horseback that has happened previously, especially with the uniforms, but um, they will no doubt be at trooping and play a role on the balcony. It would be interesting if they did, wouldn't it? Like getting full uh, militaryed up. But, well, um, they yeah. can, and that that is a precedent set. There has been a um, precedent set with you know, the colonels of these regiments wearing uniform at these, uh, at these ceremonial events, but I understand it's not going to happen this time. It would be a lot, a lot to deal with. I mean, a fascinator is enough of a problem, never mind having, uh, you know, all of the uh, aforementioned heavy-duty military wear, which is a bit warm in the heat, and having to keep a horse under control in front of loads and loads and loads and loads of people on a unsuspecting day with music going on as well. So, yeah, a lot. Well, lots to look forward to on um, Trooping the Colour, and then it'll be, it will be interesting to see who's on the balcony and how that is, because... You know, the coronation balcony, it wasn't just the family, was it? It was, um, you know, you've got the sort of the coronation party with the pages and all of that kind of thing. So, well, it was family, but not our familiar royal family balcony view, if you like. So it'll be exciting to see that and to see exactly who is on it. We know Harry and Meghan aren't coming. Um, We suspect that Prince Andrew will not be there and that would be a good thing. But who knows exactly uh, how much of the wider family might end up up there. And um, hopefully, well, it's nice and shady up there. They might want to bring an ice cream with them while they're watching the uh, watching the aeroplanes fly by. Um, there's been lots of other bits and pieces going on this week. Um, Sophie looked lovely in Erdem as she joined Prince William for a premiere of um, Rhino Man. So about the rangers doing really important and actually dangerous work protecting rhinos. Um, Prince Edward meeting with Ukrainian troops being trained um, in the UK. And I thought that, meeting was interesting that sort of jumped out at me a little bit and William had met troops and refugees when he visited Poland in March and you know that that's we talk quite often about the royal family not being political but in some ways you know Prince Edward meeting the Ukrainian troops yes it's part of like British military work that is ongoing but it feels a little bit political at the same time equally I think we're all you know it's not a controversial political thing, given the uh, we're all on Ukraine's side, essentially. Yeah, the situation. Yeah, I think this. I think that that is something that the royal family should be doing. It is not not necessarily political. There is a human rights issue going on. There's a war going on. Britain has been very clear in its allegiance to Ukraine and offering our support as the royal family have done on multiple occasions over the last few months and. 
you know what? Let's hear it from Prince William, um, Prince Edward, rather, because he doesn't. We don't normally see him out and about. He's very diligent. I mean, I love him and Sophie. You talk about Sophie as well with Prince William at this Rhino Man feature um, documentary screening. This is something about collaboration that I've been talking about for the last couple of years. And I think that's really important for the royal family. Coming back to what Princess Anne said is, there ain't a lot of us anymore, so you can't have it that much more slimmed down. So there's going to have to be a lot more collaboration. And when you look at something like Ukraine, that William and Kate um, and other royals, such as the King and Queen, have shown their allegiance to going to community centres, going to um, help charity drives and what have you. If Edward's getting involved in that, and then Sophie is collaborating with William as well, obviously we know she's got strong interest in wildlife protection. She's uh, she's done a lot of things about um, advocating for women's rights, whether that's at home or abroad. We've seen her working with the UN very, very recently. She was in Iraq a couple of weeks ago. All of this is going to help the family business, the firm, the trying to get their message out, trying to work with each other's charities. I th- And again, I don't think they can spread themselves too thinly. That is part of probably the new, you know, if I was in charge of their PR, I would say it's got to be about collaboration. It's got to be about bigger projects, trying to help each other out rather than spreading yourself too thinly. So that is a criticism that we don't often see them very much. You know, they're not, opening a, a new school department or a hospital every every day of the week, are they? But I think because there are a smaller pool to choose from, it's got to be about helping each other out. And that's probably what we have seen over the last few weeks. Well, I think one of the interesting things as well with Edward and Sophie and with Anne is that they don't have their own social media channels. They go out through sort of part of the royal family. And so, you know, maybe we are less aware or less easily aware of of that work sometimes because they are you know sharing sharing space with the big boss um and i you know i thought it was interesting that william's review of trooping that was posted via the royal family channel rather than the prince and princess of wales channel and on on the instagrams here and you know checking the numbers william and kate have got more followers than the royal family so they do need to sort of bring that glamour and, and support in there. And I'm hoping to speak uh, one of our, I've got an interesting thing lined up for a future episode when, uh, when we have, when Russell and I take a week off and uh, I've other things to do and um, to look at some of the social media sides of things. Um, but I did also think that actually there's a lot going on. It feels like we're in that post coronation pre summer holiday phase of like jobs, 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 lots of engagements happening Um We've seen Charles has hosted a Windrush anniversary event. There's been an Everest anniversary. King and Queen of the Belgians has been over. Um, Camilla's been out a thing with bees. We, she had her reading room festival at Hampton Court Palace with um, Judy Dench, the other Queen of England, um, in uh, in among the people taking part there. Uh, Camilla becoming um, taking on a role in the Royal Lancers and lovely hundredth birthday sort of little cheers toast and cake cutting with Lieutenant Michael um, de Berg was lovely. Um, and a flowers related event, William down at Royal Marsden at, and at Centrepoint. And so it does feel like we're into that, okay, busy time. But I also think that Char- the kind of events that Charles is now doing, now he's the king, it's like, number one, is this, a, we now have a busier monarch potentially because he's, you know, 25 years younger than his mum was. And she spent a lot of time working in the, in the pandemic latterly as well. So there were possibly fewer of those things 
going on so it feels busier than it was but also maybe they're the things that Charles is more attached to he ends up doing more of those sort of anniversary things and um I guess top level things that are maybe duty it's slightly unfair because all of those things sound interesting but there's a bit more duty involved rather than being able to follow his personal interests these were thoughts I was having this morning when I was catching up with what would be going on what do you think and any of those events that stand out well, I don't think we're going to see anything you know, majorly different from Charles. I mean, he's still very aligned with the countryside. We know he's uh, uh, aligned with architecture and communities and uh, paying tribute to people who are sort of working in those, those sort of rural networks as well. We've seen that recently. He was up in Yorkshire, the Flying Scotsman train. The one that stuck out to me was the, the Windrush generation reception that he did yesterday. I mean, talking about just his words, uh, hailing a very special generation. This is a line to him commissioning portraits, all by, by black artists, um, commissioned about the subject. The subjects are the Windrush pioneers. And there are these uh, 12 portraits, I think, that are going to be uh, unveiled in due course. And we've had a reception for them. Who was at the reception? We had Baroness Amos, Baroness Lawrence, Trevor McDonald, Colin Salmon, the athlete, uh, the actor, uh, athletes Colin Jackson, Tessa Sanson, Prime Minister of Barbados, Mia Motley was there, who I met when I was there a couple of years ago. This is very important because there's the anniversary of Windrush coming up. A lot of discussion about the royal family and its role in slavery, the role that it's had potentially with a racism problem, allegations from Meghan a couple of years ago. And I think that we we have seen the royal family sort of raising the profile of the Windrush generation. Of course, we had William and Kate uh, unveiling the statue at Waterloo Station in London not so long ago. And I think the we're going to see William, the Maundy money as well. And we're going to see some some uh, sort of greater. Um, greater commemoration of the Windrush generation and sort of pioneers that have led, sort of paved the way for, for, the, for the current generation as well. So that is something that I think is important. It's an anniversary, it's a celebration, and it's right that the, the royal family are doing it. Um, and again, dare I say, collaboration between the, the sort of main players of the royal family that, is a, that, is, that I think we'll see over the next few weeks. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of interesting things, and it must be a, you know, it's always good to get a gig where you can go hang out at uh, Buckingham Palace and uh, go see those things. So it'll be interesting to see what else they um, are celebrating and marking in the weeks and months to come. Um, what else is going on, Prince Andrew? We talked about him a little bit earlier, but Royal Lodge, what's going on? His house. Um, there's always, well, is he staying? Is he going? What's happening? Squatters' rights, I think, at the moment. That's uh, <laughs> it's probably trying to change the locks from the inside. No, no false evictions from the landlords. There was this, um, there was this story during the week, which was very interesting about how the fact that Charles, uh, you know, got an issue on his hands because Andrew is saying that he won't leave even while there's vital work going on within Royal Lodge. He's paid a load of money for the roof to be redone, figures being banded around about seven million from his personal fortune. I mean. It must be nice to just have this sort of million swashing around your bank account that you can sort of sell one property, live in another, spend money, you know, pay off 
sexual assault accusers, even though you've denied doing any wrong. I mean, the, the, the issue with Prince Andrew is he doesn't want to leave Royal Lodge. He is saying that he doesn't want to downgrade to Frogmore. Lots of discussion whether Royal Lodge will be upgraded for the, the Wales is in due course, the four-bedroom Adelaide cottage. One would imagine they won't stay in that forever. Royal Lodge is probably uh, more suitable to an heir and his children still being in Windsor where they want to base themselves. However, if Andrew doesn't want to leave, he's saying he ain't going to leave because he's got a 75-year lease on it. That was signed about 2002-2003. He pays sort of a peppercorn rent, but he's had to pay for the renovation. So it is a problem for the king. Now, palace sources have told me he's not going to be homeless. He's not going to be penniless on behalf of the king. He wouldn't do that to his brother. But it obviously is an issue because Charles doesn't want these big uh, residences left empty. Um, Frogmore Cottage was paid by an awful lot of money that Harry and Meghan had. Who's going to live in that? That's still a nice property that he could have. And yet uh, Fergie's on the outside waiting to see what happens because obviously she lives with him as well. So it's a bit of a mess at the moment. I don't know what's actually going to happen. So we will just have to wait and see. Wait and see. Wait and see. Um, and some nice things to look forward to next week as well. After Trooping the Club, we've got Gar today. We've got Royal Ascot. Again, another one of those, the Queen isn't there. And, you know, she, she was such a big part of Royal Ascot. All the betting on the hats. I mean, no betting on hats, possibly, anymore. Who knows? I mean, I'm not oh, sure betting know, yeah, on Camilla's maybe. hat will be quite the same. No, well, listen, it, nothing will be the same, though, will it? And so you've just got to find a new interest in the ceremonies that are ongoing i mean gar today is a, obviously a really bit interesting one the first the, everything's a first isn't it for the first year so it's still enjoyable you've got to i mean gar today is this slightly ludicrous ceremony i mean it's not even slightly I mean, they ludicrous. All look daft, it's, don't it's they? utterly ludicrous utterly ludicrous and the interesting one is andrew was allowed to wear his garter robe at gar today will he be banned from this ceremony because he was last time by the queen even though he wore his garter robes in public and he attended the private receptions he wasn't out in public will he be allowed to this time i guess yes because he was allowed to wear them at the coronation so again another first for andrew and one may say that is this him slowly creeping in i said in my newsletter this week and if you haven't signed up to it please do sign up to it all of our exclusive insights every week but it, it, you know it's my understanding that he still is telling his inner circle um I still got a crack at this. I'm not going to retire. I'm not going to do all the things that they've they've made me do. Not him saying this, but the Queen has passed away. It is a new dawn. The King may decide that he doesn't want the sort of aggravation of dealing with his brother all the time and just sort of try and let him get along with it and see if he if he can make a a, a new beginning for himself because he's only 63. He doesn't want to fade away into the background. But a lot of people find it unpalatable that he's around. So. Again, we're just uh, we're watching it unfold as it happens. So looking forward to Gar today, Royal Alaska. Hopefully, we get great weather, great pictures. Love seeing all the um, all the uh, royals out in force once again. But of course, I think it will be a bit of a solemnity as well because the Queen isn't there, or the late Queen, as we should say. Yeah, although I think um, judging by the picture that was shared of Zara trying out some Ascot fashions, I don't. I think she is she is very much up for the party and. Uh, her hat looked, well, the one she was showing off looked slightly bonkers, which will be very exciting if she goes for something um, quite 
out there and uh, spectacular on the hat front. So that'll be a lot to look forward to. Hopefully the weather will be good for them and not too melty. And then I mean, we've got another sort of mini coronation next month with King Charles receiving the honours of Scotland. So plenty to look forward to over the next few weeks. Um, Russell, it's been so lovely to catch up with you. Hearing you hail. I know, party. lovely, lovely to be back. And uh, lovely look forward to be back to chatting with you again over the coming weeks listeners we will be on um on instagram in particular at PodSave, a bit on the twitter as well russell is the demon on the twitter so follow him you're rj myers on twitter aren't you is that right i am i am, I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start, 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 start getting back on my social medias rj myers on twitter russell j myers on instagram and i will uh, i'll make a concerted effort also advanced warning russell i'm going to put up an instagram story that asks the listeners what they want to ask what they've what the, what the burning questions they've had to ask you over the last few weeks so i'll give you advanced sight of them i won't treat it like a quiz for next week <laughs> but Sounds listeners good. do send in your questions and we will see how many of those we can um include either in next week's episode or in ones in the future but that's it for this week and until next time Pod save the king. <laughs> <laughs>